Welcome to the Greybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Greybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Greybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Well, hello and welcome everyone to episode number 29 of the Greybeard Chronicles. We're, we're almost going to leave our 20s, Kevin. You believe that? Ooh, yeah, you're right. Hadn't thought of it that way. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we were talking about making it to episode number 15 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now we've, now we've doubled that. Yep. Wow. Very good. So how are you today? I, I actually am particularly pumped up today for two reasons. And I know, I, I, you know our audience can't yeah, see Yeah, you, you can't I'm, see Kevin right. flexing <laughs> my, when he said my, he's very pumped up. I'm pumped up for two reasons. One is just before we started recording here this morning, I came from the gym. So that was thing number one. So I'm feeling kind of. But number two, I may have spoken to you about this, but I'm a big Conor McGregor fan. And, uh, and a UFC fan, and I, I enjoy that. Uh, and I like him in particular. You know I'm a whole thing about your mindset and thoughts that you're having. And he's really into that stuff, and he came back after more than a year of, uh, you know, he got his last fight was over a year ago, and he got beat, yeah. title fight, and uh, kind of got into some trouble, had some big problems, and has, as far as I can tell, really settled down. Yeah, he looked like a different guy. Yeah, the same guy, Robbie. Right. You know, obviously the guy that has the talent that he has, you know, in in the MMA world, but he just seemed like he had a different presence. Yep, that's that's it exactly. And you know, I don't follow it as close as some people do, but many people who do follow it closely said exactly what you just said. That is that he's a different guy. He's he's just a you know he's still completely one hundred percent confident in himself and his abilities. Right. But he's not quite as brash right. and uh, over the top. That was one of the things I noticed. And I, I didn't watch it last night. I, <laughs> I wait till the following morning and see the, the clips on, uh, on YouTube or, or wherever. And the one thing that really jumped out at me was well, actually there are two things. His humility yep. and his gratitude. Yep. Right? Those two were like really, really obvious to me when I watched the clips. You are exactly correct, and he came out as a freaking beast. I mean, it was he was in beast mode, you know. Once the once the opening bell started, and uh, forty seconds later, he won the fight. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and it was no mistake. But you're right. As soon as the fight was over, he got down on one knee, and he uh, he embraced Cowboy. Yep. Donald Cerrone, and they, you know, you don't know. I don't know what they said, but it was just a very humble very kind gesture uh of congratulations and thanks for putting up a good fight and going through this journey with me and then and then he went over to Cerrone's mother and hugged her uh and, and it was a very warm embrace and it was yeah it was a side of him and a side of many fighters that you don't know, just good sportsmanship good citizenry yeah. good it was it was nice to see and so I'm thrilled that he's back. He he captures my attention and imagination. I find him inspiring, and so yeah, I, I enjoyed it. 
yeah. So anyway, that's why I'm pumped up today. But whew, boy, long and winding road. See, too. I thought you were going to talk about how pumped up you are about the discussion we're about to have. Oh man, I'm so pumped up about that. Yes, I, I am. I mean, we we got a glimpse of that at the end of the last podcast when I asked you if you'd disclose the title or if if you knew what we were going to talk about, and uh, your body language was was very telling. Right. So it, to me, anyways, because I was the only one that could actually see that. But you uh, you're definitely excited about this. And uh, although you wouldn't give us the title, you had to dangle that carrot for a little bit longer. But that's cool. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, to hear about it. So are you ready to share it? I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to let some people down. <laughs> but uh, after all that, and maybe I'll learn a lesson from that. No. I love this topic because of the importance of it. So today's the trifecta, the gym, the fight last night, and this topic. And this topic is a discussion of the seven habits of highly effective people. The reason that I got so excited about this recently is I, I finished reading the book again for, I don't know, I don't know which time it was, just you know, a few days ago. And uh, I was in the middle of it, not, oh no, I was toward the end of the book when we were speaking last week. And that book is incredible. It was written almost exactly 30 years ago when it came out, and it emphasizes the importance of habit. Uh, the habits, all of us have habits. You, you, you know, some are good, some are bad, some are just, you know, take time, right? Whatever, whatever the habits are, we all have them. And when, you, and when you decide to thoughtfully consider what are my habits, you truly do create your destiny. And uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, and I think it absolutely tells the story, sow a thought, reap an action. Okay, so we, we started with thoughts all the time in many of the topics that we talk about, and you know we love that. You know, everything that you do, you do at least twice. The first time you do it in your head, yep. second time you do it in reality. So sow a thought, reap an action, sow an act, reap a habit, that's the focus here, the habit. So a habit, reap a character. So a character, reap a destiny. Yes, your habits ultimately determine your destiny. And to just kind of go through them without thoughtfully considering what they are. And these seven in particular, written by a really brilliant, I believe, um, a PhD who knew this subject matter in and out and spent years studying it and figured out these are seven. And... and Here's, here's the last thing before in, in the introductory comments. He doesn't say the seven habits of highly efficient people. He says the seven habits of highly effective people. And there is a distinct difference between the two. You may not be, at some of these habits, efficient at all. And, you know, we're always striving for efficiency and effectiveness. That is not the focus of the book. That is not the focus of the habits. Because some of the habits, they take time to learn and to master, and during that process, you may not be efficient. And so I wanted to, I thought it was important. I certainly know it's important in my own life. I wanted to share it with you, and I wanted to share it with our listening audience and just review it. I'm sure some people haven't read the book, and if you have read the book and you haven't read it recently, read it again. It will, it will cause you to rethink and transform and improve your life in ways that will give back to you time after time after time. So there you go. 
You know, I, I appreciate the title. And one of the things that was cool as I was going through the, uh, the process of preparing for the, the podcast and the discussion that we're going to have, it was bringing back some of the things that I recall from the book, although I, I haven't touched it in a long time. Right. Um, but the thing that really jumped out to me is how these topics are so present in a lot of other books out there in the professional development arena. Now, they aren't necessarily called out, you know, exactly the same way, but you can see them in the teachings of others in this same arena, if you will. And so a lot of the books that I have been focusing on for the last, you know, five to 10 years and have read more than once. And, you know, it, it was it was cool to see some of those common themes throughout. Yeah, and not just in other books or, or in other professional de- or personal development literature, but also in our podcasts. Uh, we, we've talked about many of these things, and we're going to talk about them today. But to me, they're just tied together in a very neat mental handle. Yeah. Um, you know, the first three habits are personal mastery of stuff you have going on in, inside your own head and how to master yourself. The second three habits are externally focused right. in the people that you deal with. And then the, the seventh habit. Uh, the final one is, uh, you know, growing. Yeah, Con- which, which makes perfect sense and is so in line with the conversations that we have had about the importance of taking care of you and, and making sure you're squared away and doing all the right things before you can fully contribute to others. And I, right. I just, I mean, it, I, I love the way it's laid out. Yeah, me too. I uh, just thinking of this right now. Wh- what do you say? Why don't we just kind of say what the seven habits are and then take them one at a time? Just kind of in terms of the process. You good with that? Yeah, absolutely. Just so everybody kind of knows what's coming. Yeah, and I also, you know, as I was looking through these, I-, I clearly think that we could. And I know you said you wanted to kind of do this in one episode, and I think we can. And I also want to leave us the out to uh to have this be a a multi-part if need be because i i don't want to give them short shrift either that's a very good point you we we actually could do a podcast on every one i mean this could be seven podcasts easily easily because they're that they're that good yeah let's make that decision on the fly right we'll see how long we talk about number one and (laughs) okay go from there all right all right well why don't i just read through what they are so people know for those who haven't read the book and then we'll, we'll dig into number one and start talking about it. And very, very quickly, number, habit number one is be proactive. Habit number two is begin with the end in mind. Habit number three, first things first. Habit number four, think win-win. Habit number five, seek first to understand, then be understood. Habit six, synergize. Habit seven, sharpen the saw, which is growth. So there, there you have them. Now they're up. And uh, let's go back to number one and just talk about being proactive. What, what strikes you there? Well, I think the biggest thing that, that jumps out when, when you're talking about being proactive, it's for me, the first thing is taking responsibility for yourself. Amen. That's where it all starts. You know, you've got to be responsible and accountable for yourself and to yourself. And, you know, if you... The, the one thing that came into mind in addition to that is the, the victim mentality, right? So that is so 
polar opposite to being proactive, right? You, you can't be proactive and blame everything around you on everybody else or everything else. Your results have to be owned by you and you have to fully understand that. Boy, we are aligned on this one completely. I, I would have said exactly the same things that, yeah, you're not a victim to be, be proactive about what you're doing. And, and more important than that is just be proactive. And if you, th- if you wake up in the morning and you think about how can I, in all of the things that I have to do, be proactive in selecting the actions and activities that, that I choose to engage in rather than I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do what my boss tells me and I'm going to just kind of, you know, hope that I make it through the end of the day without any big crisis. I mean, how many people do you know that live their lives that way? Far too many. Yeah. And I, I will openly and honestly say I can, at different times in my life, remember seeing myself in that category. Yeah. Yeah, and taking responsibility for yourself, that whole concept, we've talked about it many different times in these podcasts in different ways. Uh, but there's a reason that we do, and the reason that we do is because it's important. You know, when you, when you decide to take control of your life, to be proactive in every area, whether it's a personal relationship, whether it's a work-related issue, whether it's a habit that you're trying to establish or a skill that you're trying to perfect, being proactive, asking yourself the question, and then making the commitment. Because none of this stuff is easy. It's not. I mean, none of the, this is, it's, a, it's an awesome model, but it's not easy. No, it's, and it's not difficult either, right? So it's not brain surgery, and it's challenging because it requires self-discipline and commitment. That's it right there. All of these habits do. You know, habits are, are well, they're not. Habits are easy to establish, and they're difficult to break. But you, you can break them, but what you just said, it's, it's, it's a discipline and it's a process. And if you haven't put in the discipline and the process, you're not going to change the habit and you're going to do something for a little while but without the discipline the habit is the habit that you're trying to establish is going to fade away which you know it's it's early in the year it's january uh, everybody has their new year's resolutions not everybody uh, you don't have a resolution do you? no no I, I, we talked about that before I, I you know how i feel about new year's resolutions Right. I certainly have a list of things I am in the process of improving upon. That's a constant thing. It doesn't start, you know, the first of January every year. You know, and there'll be different things throughout the year that I'll realize, oh, you, you need to make some improvements here, learn more, uh, master a different skill here or whatever. So, it, yeah, it's a constant thing. You have a new day revolution. <laughs> I'm sorry, a new day uh, resolution, not revolution. Oh, maybe revolution too. Yeah, every single day, all year long, 365 days a year, you wake up. Every morning is new, and you're going to embrace it like you. Every day is a gift. There you go. It really is. So, yeah, being proactive is uh, just, and and that's how I think many people can think about it. It's certainly the way I think about it, and, and it is. As I think about today, I woke up this morning. I had some things to do. What is it that I can how can I be proactive to make this day the very best that it can be and not, you know, suffer from that victim mentality. So, all right. Why don't you take the first shot at 
Number two. I'm not done talking about number oh, one yet. All right. Well, I Let's think. Let's move on. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I, I definitely want to call out about number one is, and, and I'll throw this caveat out there, it can be a little challenging for folks that work, shift work, right? Um, I believe in getting up early and getting stuff done right off the bat, right? Okay. So what you do in that first hour or so after you get up is really going to set the tone for the rest of the day and uh, you know i don't i don't believe in sleeping in late and that's a shift that i've made in the last couple of years because there Mm. was a time where i was you know staying up later and sleeping in and i found that that just wasn't working out well for me so i've um you know shifted that habit and i'm going to bed much earlier most days right so there are those exceptions and uh, and getting up, you know, at an early time, at least by 5:30, sometimes earlier. Like yep. this morning, okay. I shared with you my canine alarm went off before <laughs> my regular alarm today. Yes. So I got yes. up a little bit early. But I think that's important. I think uh, I think it's important to get up and you know have some habits. And you have to decide too what the most productive time of the day is for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people, and I know you're like this, you, you like getting up early too. So I'm preaching to the choir there. Um, but that's just such a more productive time for me. I have way more focus first thing in the morning than I do at, you know, five or six o'clock or seven o'clock in the evening. By that yeah, time, I might be nodding off. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I find it fascinating what, how, how people are different that way. Yeah. Some people don't come alive. I remember back all the way back to college. And uh, I used to love to wake up early and study early for my classes. And uh, other people, they didn't get, they, you know, they weren't even beginning to engage mentally till like 10 o'clock at night. I am a zombie at 10 o'clock at night. I am like, forget it. I can't do anything that requires a lot of difficult thought. So, um, yeah. On most nights, I'm asleep at yeah. 10 o'clock at oh, night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, but when you were talking, you reminded me of, you know, personal growth, all of us are hopefully trying to get better every single day. And uh, here's one that applies f- for me personally. You, you shared yours. But in terms of being proactive, I have a number of major projects that are going on in my life right now that I'm trying to get things done. And they can be, you know, you can look at the project and be so discouraged because there's so much to do. Uh, there's so many steps. It's going to take a long time. And we're talking stuff that's months and even years in the making. And it's, you know, you go, you don't even want to get started. And uh, and it, it can be. And so I thought, well, how do I get myself motivated to get through this? Because a thousand mile journey begins with the first step, right? So uh, I, I try to chunk it down into little tiny pieces. Okay, first thing I got to do is this, whatever this is. And it, this might take 10 minutes or 15 minutes. But once I do that, all of a sudden I have a little bit of momentum. And then what's little itty bitty chunk number two? And then let's what's itty little litty bitty. <laughs> Easy for see. you to say. <laughs> chunk number three and so on and so on. And uh, pretty soon you're, you know, two hours later, you're so into the whatever the project is because you've chunked it down and and when you and you even just have like a little celebration in your own head wow i finished part number one and then finished part number two something for people to think about who have difficulty getting started with with big projects yeah what's the what's the phrase um 
What's the best way to eat an elephant? One, One bite, bite at, at a, time. a time. That's it. All right, All right so be, be proactive, proactive damn, damn it. <laughs> All right, I think we've I think we've covered that. We could we could certainly talk more about it, but I think ultimately we've we've covered the intent of it. All right, what's number two? What do you think about it? So number two is begin with the end in mind. And, you know, I, I think that speaks to things we've talked about before when it comes to, you know, visualization and understanding where it is, you know, where it is that you want to be, how you, well, where, first off, where it is that you want to be, and then that will help inform how you're going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that simple. And there are so many people and so many projects that get started where that is not the case. It's just, oh, we got to get this done. Let's just do it. Well, how do we want this to look at the end of it? What do we want? What is the desired end state? And not just in general vague terms, but very specifically with, again, you know that I like to have people projecting their minds into the future and not have a foggy picture, but a, a detailed picture. You know, what color is the car that I want? What is the exact size of the engine and the specifications? What kind of tires does it have on it? You know, what color is it? I thought All you wanted a truck. I do want a truck, right. And it's going to be green. It's going to be named Myrtle, by the way. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know my truck. I have it. Nice. It's going to have to be Myrtle Jr. because my first truck was Myrtle. All right, what, what's in the name? Uh, green turtle. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. For some reason that resonated with me when I was, uh, how old was I when I got Myrtle? I think I was 20. Yeah. My, my first Myrtle. Nice. And uh, Myrtle served me well for many, many years. I, I wore her out. V8 302 engine. A it was Ford. beautiful. Yeah. Ford F-150. Yeah. And, uh, four on the floor. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Way more than you thought I was going to say. I'm, I'm not going to get a four on the floor this time. I'm. I'm going to get an automatic because, you know, I've progressed. <laughs> well, especially in the area that we live in. Yeah, right. A manual transmission is not your friend. No, it's not. Too many hills. And traffic. Too many, too many rolling backwards and in, bumping into the guy behind you. Yeah. And right. Yeah, the traffic is what I'm more concerned okay. with. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, taking the time, beginning with the end in mind. And, again, I think about some of the projects that I'm working on. I'm sure everybody can can relate to this is where you know where do you where do you want strength and honor motorcycle club to be at some point you know five years out that's a good way to start what, what do you want it to look like how many people do you want it to have what kind of clubhouse do you want to have at that point is there something different about it um or you know how about this podcast what do we want it to be in five years? Begin with the end in mind. You know. That's cool that you say that because I was thinking about that when you okay. first started, you know, talking about this this subject, right? Nope. The uh, the second one here is we. I don't think we've clearly. Well, I don't think I know we haven't clearly established that. You know, I I think that we both have our own uh, personal mission statement, or at least the. Uh, the idea thereof yep. and I think what we're doing is certainly aligned with that and at the same time I don't think we've clearly established what that end looks like that's what I love about life though and that's what I love about going back and reading uh, influential books again and again because we learn through repetition right 
And so that's why I got so excited about this book, because it just reminded me, man, there's a whole bunch of these habits. Well, there's only seven of them. So (laughs) there are I I am not doing all that I can do in the areas that I need to be uh, to most effectively execute these habits in my life. And it was such a great reminder to me. And they're so powerful. Yeah, and I know I'm gonna I'm jumping a little bit ahead by by saying this, and at the same time you've already called out what number seven is, and I think that the process that you just described there is number seven, or at least parts of it, right? It is. So that that constant uh, going back and and reading those things again because, and I think we've said this in other podcasts that you'll you'll hear something or, or be exposed to something, but it won't necessarily land on you because for whatever reason, you just weren't ready to hear it and lock it in. And you can go back a year later, however long later, and read or listen to it again, and it just jumps out at you, you know, loud and proud, and you're like, wow. You know, it has a whole different impact on you then. That has happened to me so many times, what, what you just described. Yeah, it's like your filters, you know, are aligned vertically and the input is coming horizontally and it bounces right off. And then all of a sudden, your filters get realigned to horizontally and when it, when it comes, it gets through and it sticks to you. Yeah, that's, a, that's a probably the best way I know how to describe that, but you're so correct about that. So I like it. And uh, you mentioned the last one, Sharpen the Saw. He recommends, Stephen Covey in this book, uh, recommends that we spend one hour a day sharpening the saw. And it's not, it's not sitting in, in, in your chair and reading a book. Sharpening the saw is anything that you can do for yourself spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally to, you know, to, to renew, to refresh, to learn, to grow. And so an hour at the gym is, you know, could be your hour a day. Uh, many people, I know I do, there are many days where I will be involved in much more than an hour of sharpening the saw activity. Right. We're getting way ahead of ourselves in a day, but there's some times where I don't do any at all, and uh, that's not good. That's not good. To, again, we're trying to establish habits right. that will transform our lives. So I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, and this is a, uh, this is a, concept, a concept that I learned from... Uh, Jack Canfield, he does what he calls a power hour mm-hmm. every day. So first thing, and he does them all together in, the, in that one hour. So uh, not necessarily in this order, but 20 minutes each of exercise, reading, and then something in the spiritual realm, whether it's meditation or prayer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like yep, that. Exactly. Okay. But um, that first, you know, one, one hour all together, those three different activities. I wonder if he got that. I bet he did. I, he probably he did. Got it from this book. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost certain he did. You know, I, okay. I haven't had the, the opportunity to ask him, right. and uh, maybe I will at some point. But the other thing that jumped out at me in preparing for this was um, Dr. Covey talking about the ability to respond to things, right? And Jack Canfield talks about the same thing. Responsibility is your ability to respond. And that E plus R equals O, right? So events are gonna happen in your life. How you respond to them is what's gonna determine the outcome. And I was, I was connecting those dots. I was like, hmm, 
I, I think I know where he got that from. Yeah. Response able. Yeah. I've heard somebody say it that yeah. way. You're able to respond in any way that you want. And uh, didn't, didn't we talk, we talked about that just last week uh, a little bit in, in the, um, you know, sh- shut your mouth talk where we're talking children <laughs> children don't yet have the shut skill set. your mouth watch right. your mouth whatever it was we oh talked about. i'm sorry yeah sorry i i was thinking watch your mouth and i said shut your mouth sorry but yeah we're talking about children and they children aren't old enough to or have enough life experience to be able to respond know that they can interpret and respond the way they want um until they get older but but we adults can and i love that. that's another thing i love i just love life in general <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is. It is. Absolutely. Are we ready to be on with uh, number three? So be proactive. Begin with the end in mind. Everything you do. What do you want it to look like? And then that helps you determine the path that you're going to get there. And by the way, you might start out on a path. This is a good point. That you think, okay, point B is where I'm headed. I'm at point A. So I'm going to start moving toward point B. As soon as you start moving... The world starts giving you feedback. Right. Life starts giving you feedback on how you're doing in terms of your current direction. And the feedback may be, I need to like take a slightly different course to get where I'm going. Uh, it's not necessarily a straight wind. It might, a straight line. Goodness. It might, a straight wind. A straight wind. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, it's, uh, you know, it happens to be, oh, is it? Is it? Oh, it's Sunday afternoon, barely. Yeah. We started recording on Sunday morning. I'm not drinking. That's my point in telling you that. All right. Back over to you. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what to talk about now. I got a little sidetracked on that. Let's go to habit number three. All right. Number three is put first things first. What does that mean to you? This is a tough one. Uh, it's a tough one for me. I suspect... It's a tough one for many people, maybe not everybody. And here's why. Not always. I, I, I like to, okay, here we go. I'm just admitting one of my weaknesses. In a perfect world, I plan tomorrow today. And typically at the end of the day or in the evening, I'm thinking about, okay, what are the things I got to do tomorrow? And I will plan those things out. Um, and as I am considering the various items that need to get done, there's this tremendous temptation to want to knock out any number of small, unimportant things first thing right away in the morning, just so I can get a sense of momentum. And it's stuff that has to be done, but it's really not all that important uh, it, it might, many of them might be urgent. You know, he's talking about the urgent versus the important in the book. Right. And, uh, and so I want to fill up the first hour with all of these little things that, you know, they take a few minutes here, a few minutes there, an hour later, you got a bunch of them done. But when you look back and you go, wow, none of that was really all that important. It needed to be done. It was some, for some reason it was urgent. And, and so I now try to think about what is the hardest and most difficult and most important thing that I need to get done. And I try to do that first thing. And it's not easy to do because in the back of your mind, you're thinking all of these other things that I need to get done today, I need to do my time card. I need to do, I don't even know, you know, whatever they are, they're not getting done. I need to clean up my email. I need to respond to this email. Well, guess what? 
at the end of the day, if you didn't respond to that email until an hour later or maybe two hours later or maybe even a week later, it's probably going to be fine. And some of those other things that are long-term projects that are really important that don't get done in a timely fashion because you never get to them because you're doing all these other things. So this is a hard one for me. I, and I'm spewing, but... No, it's good info. And I, I want to go back and, and revisit what you said about, you know, doing those first few things first thing in the morning, you know, you're checking them off your list, right? Right, right. Um, because I think there's something to that, right? So, okay. So how do, you, how do you feel when you're done with those things? I feel great. Yeah, so I, I, I think there's, there's some method to that madness there in that um, maybe you need that little boost in the morning to have that sense of accomplishment knowing that you've done those things before you then embark on more difficult, more complex tasks. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I was thinking when, when you said that, that that could be a possibility. I think you're right, and I, I think you've just identified why for me, and sometimes, why for me it's a challenge, and sometimes it, it, uh, it's probably exactly the right thing to do, but this happens more than I'm happy to admit. That really important thing that I need to chip away at a little bit every day, I never get to it. All of a sudden, you know, the storms of the day hit you, and the phone calls come, and a new email comes, and then all of a sudden... You look at your watch and it's, you know, or your phone, I guess, these days, or whatever, Apple Watch, I guess. There you go. Oh, you still have I a still watch. I still have a look watch. Oh, Lord. I'm old school, man. That is unbelievable. That thing is right out of 1970, something like that. <laughs> Some things you shouldn't change. <laughs> All right. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I, I end up never getting to them. And then the next day I say, oh, I can't do that anymore. I got to get to that thing right away. I got to get it to it earlier in the day. Same thing will happen. I, I can go days without getting to the really important thing. That's why it's a challenge. I believe for me personally on those really big and important things, and especially ones that you know you can't get accomplished in a day, sometimes they're going to be months or longer. Right. You got to chip away at it, and you got to put it up up high on the list of priorities. Because one day, eventually, you'll wake up and it's done. And that was uh, the, the biggest example for me. And the, it was hard. It was when I was, you know, getting my doctorate, and it was, you know, that's a lot of work when you're doing your dissertation. And so many people are ABD. They finish all of the work. All but dissertation. I've heard somebody just talking about that the other day, that they'd love to do the coursework, they just don't want to go through the dissertation process. Right. right. Yeah, to me, that's a bunch of baloney. Uh, anyway, it, but that was a tough one because you're not going to finish it in a day. It's going to take months and months to finish this dissertation. And, but you, if you don't work on it today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day, it's not going to get done. And mine took longer than it needed to. Fortunately, I finished, but it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't easy because this put first things first isn't necessarily an easy thing to do. So, yeah, I think you said something earlier, though, when you were talking about, you know, these monumental tasks and how to deal with them, you know, breaking them down into those smaller chunks. So I think when you do that, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Right. So you like doing those things that you can check off the list and have that feeling of accomplishment. And when you break those large, complex tasks into smaller ones, then you're able to get those little hits of accomplishment along the way. And maybe they keep, you know, you motivated and 
and keep fueling that fire. I, I think that's it. I think that's it exactly. Take the big one, chunk it down into little bits. And it, even if I do, I'm not kidding you, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes on some big task during the day, that's a great feeling at the end of the day, knowing that you made some progress. Because 10 minutes today, 10 minutes tomorrow, 10 minutes the next day, that adds up. It really does. You're, you're moving. Um, you know, 10 minutes is maybe not the right period of time to be talking about it. But if you put some time into it, that's what I'm saying every day. Put first things first. What are first things, by the way? That's my question to you. What, 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 what are the, yeah. I'm glad you asked the question because the, the thing that really jumped out at me when you're, you're talking about first things first is that many people are living their lives doing very important things that don't fall into their first things first category, right? So when you ask somebody what they value and they tell you things like family and and spirituality and things of that nature, and then you get them to break down what they spend their time doing, those things come further down the list as far as what they're actually spending time doing. Okay. So I think um, for me, there needs to be some, some values alignment associated with this first things first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, okay. it's walking the talk. Yeah, yeah. And I, I won't get it exactly right uh, in terms of how he described it in the book, but it's, you know, he, t- he talked about the four quadrants of activities, and I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to try to re- recreate them, but what I do remember and I applies is there's, a, there's important topics and then there's urgent topics. Every once in a while you get a topic that's or a subject or a task that's both urgent and important. In those cases, they dominate your personality, but... They dominate what you're, what you're trying to get accomplished. Oh, you're showing it to me. Okay. So you want to move yourself out of the, out of the, the quadrant. Yeah, you're welcome to that if that'll yeah. help you. Okay. So four quadrants. I'm not going to explain them all. This is the point that I'm going to make. You need to get control of your life. And the way you do that is you, get in, you execute this habit as much as you can. You put first things first. Every single day with every single decision, you think, wow. What really needs to be first in terms of what I do next? And when you do that, you find yourself moving out of the, this is both urgent and important quadrant all the time. In other words, you move yourself out of crisis management and into, I can now spend quality time doing things that are important, that need to get done, they're really important, but they're not urgent. It's not burning the house down to to do this thing right now, because if if I don't do it for a month, it's probably okay, but... It's, at some point, it's got to be done. Did you get my point? I think you're trying. Yeah, to yeah. And I, uh, this phrase, um, I'm, I'm recalling, um, you either act or you will be acted upon. <laughs> yes. And I yeah. think that's what happens to, to drive us out of that area so that we're not putting the focus on what's really important and not urgent. And we get pulled over into the important and urgent category because somebody else is... Uh, you know, capturing our attention and demanding our, our services. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. And so if I'm going to go back and uh, we have to make a decision here, how far we're going to go, how, why don't we make that decision right now? We're, we're on number three and uh, we have four to go. Uh, what do you think? 
We, we do we divide this in two? How are you feeling about you that? You know, I, I think we should. And okay. we're looks like we're probably around the 35, 36-minute mark, somewhere okay. in that neighborhood. Okay. And I think we've we've covered the first three that deal with you. Personal mastery. Right. Right, right. And uh, maybe that's a good time to, to break it up. And then next time we talk about the things that are more external and yeah. dealing with other people as well. Yeah. The one yeah. thing that I um, did want to call out is, is how these first three are designed to take you through um, a different level, right? So when you're born, right, you're very dependent on another person to take care of you. Yep. And in some cases, people live their entire lives that way. And what these three habits are setting out to do is to help you move from that state of being dependent into a more independent category. Now, that's not where you want to stay. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, where you move from there um, when we talk about the next habits. But um, I just want to call that out, that you're moving from being dependent to, to being more independent and really taking control and responsibility for who you are and how you show up and what you accomplish. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a level of maturity, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed that out because I think he, he, he makes that important point as well. Yeah, going from a, a dependent relationship, a dependent, you know, you're dependent on everything to independent. I, I love that. And uh, yeah, and so you, you, this stuff is all, again, it's internally focused. You know, be proactive. Think about what you need to do to get stuff done that you can do. Take control. Begin with the end in mind. Okay, this is what I decide I'm going to do. What do I want it to look like? Take the time to think through that. And again, all this stuff in the beginning is all head work, right? It's all stuff going on in your brain. And then put first things first. That one, that, that's probably of all of the habits for me personally, and we'll get into the other ones next, that's the toughest one is to put first things first. And, oh, I wanted to make this last point on this, and that is as you get into this stuff, you are not going to do it perfectly. You are not going to make exactly the right decision or execute it exactly like you should every single time, but you're moving. You're, you know, crawl, walk, run. You'll get better and better at mastering these habits over time the more you exercise the mental muscle to get there. So, Yeah, and there's kind of a, a cycle, if you will, where, you know, any time you're dealing with new things that you're exposed to, right? And, and even, um, so that's, that's the learning piece of it, right? So you're, you're learning new things, and then you have to make a commitment to do them. And then once you make that commitment, you have to practice it. And then it's a, it's a cycle. It's just a circle that keeps going like that. You're learning new things, you're committing to do them, and you're practicing them. And that practice piece is exactly what you just said. You're, you might not do it right, and that's you make adjustments. That's, when, that's mm -hmm. the time when you figure it out. Well, this is not really producing the, the results that I'm looking for. What do I need to do differently? Yeah. You tweak it a little bit, and you get the results. And then you learn more things, and you just keep doing that. Yep. Yep. And you remind me of something we've probably said 30 times on previous podcasts is if you just keep it all in your head, you can think about it all day and you don't do anything with it, then you're just a dreamer. Yeah. It's Actions. all, it is all head work. That's where it starts. Right. And you know, that, that's where it, that's where it get, gets life and can die. 
if you don't do anything else about it. Actions produce results. Um, Yeah, thought is just nobody. We don't we don't want everybody to be just dreamers. You gotta gotta do it. So there you go. I uh, and I'm I'm excited to talk about the next ones. Yeah, I I feel good about breaking it up though, because there's there's certainly no way we'll get through the rest of them in an hour's time frame. I agree. So I I think it's good to break it up and uh, and cover four through seven in the uh in the next episode yeah i'm excited about that so yeah take control of your life everybody decide right this minute that's part of the stuff that we're doing here is trying to help you uh, live a better life based on the (laughs) bumps and bruises that we've had along the way and uh being proactive putting uh first things first and beginning with the end in mind is or they're all really important things yeah Grab those handlebars. Grab those handlebars of life, the motorcycle of life, and uh, twist that throttle and get after it. And, uh, and make sure, while you're going about it, that you are enjoying, enjoying the, ride. the ride. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Greybeard Chronicles. Please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available. To learn more about the Greybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com.